This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel, joined by Damon McDonald. It is Wednesday the 20th of October 2021. This is episode 181 of the Super J Cast. Just to so clear that up, I think I just started doing that at the start of every episode, just to avoid any confusion. Uh, I can hear Damon cracking open his Monster Energy drink in the background. Yep. Um, Mally's calling me and we're off. It's another wonderful episode of our great podcast, Damon. It is. It is wonderful to uh, speak with you. And to talk about the promotion that we love. It's called New Japan Pro Wrestling, in case you haven't heard of it. And uh, we are the experts. <laughs> we, are the, we, are, we are the shining light in your day. So a we, lot of people were listening to last week's episode when uh, in error. Where it wasn't Editor Dan's fault. And I'm not, I don't want to point fingers, but it definitely no. wasn't him. Uh, they got like halfway through the episode with us talking about pandemic and show cancellations. And they... they sort of realize, hey, hold on a second. Have I missed something here? <laughs> uh, I put up the right one. I know I did. I know I did my part. Um, I don't know what happened there. but Someone it, uh, had a bad week, and, and I, yeah. I, uh, I empathize. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, look, it all got sorted out, right? Everybody got, everybody got the fresh show, the right. fresh exactly. show. So. Happens to the best of us. Like, yeah. No, I'm done. Uh, you know you're listening to the right episode now, straight away, because I've decided to include the date and the the show number in there. So wow. hopefully, uh, it's been a professional outfit, Damon. Holy um, shit. Not as professional as some of the wonderful samples we've had coming into the emails with people who want to do the guest hosting. Yeah. Some has been outstanding and actually making me a bit nervous. <laughs> Not making me nervous at all. That's that's, that's called my retirement plan. <laughs> that's, that's what that's called. Um, yeah, they... Uh, they have been coming out. I've, I've actually listened to more than a few, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, uh, I'm excited to go to Mexico and Lina Beach uh, and uh, hopefully hear a fine episode of the uh, Super J-Cast um, hosted by others while you uh, bring new life to the world and I kill brain cells. <laughs> So it should be action-packed. Well, speaking of killing brain cells, Damon, I want to read you a tweet. And, and this is – I'm not doing this out of malice. I'm not um, inviting others to go and dunk on this person. I'm not even going to say who it was, but it was something that when I saw the first time, I rolled my eyes. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought this really encapsulates the brilliance of professional wrestling. So this was uh, in response to Brian Danielson's tweet where uh, Danielson was expressing his excitement about – getting to wrestle Minoru Suzuki. I'm mm. sure we've all seen that match. It was uh, on free on YouTube. And this person has replied. I don't, I, have you seen this tweet, Damon? I know. I don't know of this tweet. I, okay. I, I, <laughs> I'm excited now because I'm going to read it to you line by line. I'm going to get your live reaction to this. All so right. again, my, my intention is not to pour scorn on this person, but just to sort of celebrate how fun pro wrestling is. Okay. okay. So can, is, I, can I ask one question? Do we know the person? Yeah. Uh, I know of this person. Their tweet's... Uh, pop up quite frequently okay. in <laughs> Voices of Wrestling Slack. Okay, but they're not a fan of ours or anything like that? No, no, no. no, no right. not, not someone who listens to us. Uh, not in the New Japan fandom at all. All right. 
Okay. You ready for this? Okay. So, re- replying to at Brian Danielson, good luck. After seeing the few matches that Suzuki had in AEW, he's very dangerous in the ring. Mm. Due to your injuries, you shouldn't be wrestling him. Oh, wait, time. Stop. Pause, please. Is this like somebody saying that he's sloppy, that Suzuki's sloppy and, and intentionally hurts people? Uh, I I don't want to give too much away, okay. but you're you're probably heading in the right direction. Just that, uh, okay? Okay. Uh, let me read some more. Yeah. Okay. One more sentence to this. It takes quite a turn. All right. So just to recap, okay. Yeah. He's very dangerous in the ring due to your injuries. You shouldn't be wrestling him. Okay. All right. Ready? Yeah. Say goodbye to Bree and your children oh. because this might be your last match in your career or the end of your life. Wow. <laughs> How amazing is that? <laughs> Kayfabe is alive and well. <laughs> I mean, okay, okay, that's 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 what that was, right? That was somebody who was just you know kind of playing along with a story, right? No, 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 absolutely not. This is this is without a shred of irony. This is someone who has again has admitted in the tweet they haven't seen many Suzuki matches, but Suzuki has managed to create such an aura of being this sort of psychopathic killer that. That can't this be real. person is legitimately feared for the, the safety of Brian Danielson <laughs> that, wrestling him. That it has to be tongue in cheek. Please tell me that is tongue in cheek. No, because they deleted it later and said, I'm sorry, I was in a bad mood. I shouldn't have said that. So it oh was my Lord. completely at face value. And I think that is something beautiful to be celebrated. It really is the fact that Minoru Suzuki could could do that and still in this day and age, uh uh, uh, generate such a, a a response to his performance. Uh, and so, and also, be- Suzuki, a wrestler who, from other wrestlers we've spoken to, they've said that Suzuki is like one of the the softest, most gentle, yes. safest people to work with. Oh my god! I mean, to to a to a person, there is not there has not been one person, and and I will go so far as to say, uh, they have said it in such a way where I, even I was like. Wow, I mean that's I mean you wouldn't expect that. Um, yeah, the people that you think are the most you know dangerous might not be the most dangerous. Uh, huh? Wow. Well, well good for I mean, Suzuki. If, if pulling funny faces at your opponent is dangerous, then yeah, he's a fucking <laughs> killer. But again, hitting hard in safe spaces, uh, safe places, should I say? Um, you know, it's you know, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say they. It, they tickle, but uh, yeah, I mean, I would I, he would be one of the least I would worry about. Well, that's good. I, that was a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good job there. You know. Well, listen, the person was was very uh, worried about the health and safety of a, of a performer. So, uh, look, the the heart was in the right place. But wow, we okay. That's. That's that's a, that's a way to kick off the show. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> yeah, and, and what an achievement from Minoru Suzuki to yeah. convey this feeling to a casual fan when he's basically doing like the same match every week. He really <laughs> is. Various US <laughs> indies and, and shows across the country. So uh, actually, I do have a question here, and yeah. um, I would like you to talk about it for a long time because I'm being summoned to change the water in our water cooler. I'll, okay. So please talk for at least a minute. This is All right, a question from Presto. Juan, uh, who says, do you think Suzuki is taking too many high-profile losses on national TV? Mm. Good question, I guess, right? Um, I mean, I guess with all the hype that he brings um, and all the, um, at least the, the buzz online, um, 
I don't know if necessarily it hurts him in any way, shape, or form, though. Right? I don't think it's uh, – keep in mind, this is a guy that's been around the block a few times. And as much as we love him um, and love what he represents and what he – you know, his, his likenesses on, on in a ring and on your TV, uh, he's an old gentleman. <laughs> he's been around a while. So it's it's not – you know – it's not like he's going to be in contention for a a well. I say that who knows with this promotion, but uh, an IWGP Heavyweight Championship match or anything even close to sniffing that. Um, he's he's I'm going back, to, by the way. Sorry, since uh, that was quick. That was really quick. I feel um, like I've just done a very low effort uh, uh, event on world's strongest man. <laughs> You're, I see these pictures. You look good. You're looking good to get the get the hair going. Get this new uh, longer hairstyle you got rocking. I've seen. I've seen. Don't, I'm, glasses. Don't think I'm you, wearing glasses now, Damon. I have glasses on right now. What do you think of that? I should be wearing my glasses. I Why am see. I not wearing my glasses? Can you continue talking about Suzuki? I get my glasses. <laughs> I certainly can. I was a, a mid mid thought. Uh, my thought was um, again. While he is a name, he is being brought in to these, for lack of a better term, territories um, to put over stars. They're 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 people. Um, nah, I don't care. I don't. Again, it's not going to hurt him. He's fine. He's he's Teflon. He could t- he could lose that f- just about fucking anybody. I mean, not just about anybody, but. You know, he's in the main events. He's losing these matches. Ah. I mean, he won in Philly. Let's put it that way. I mean, we knew that finish was, was you know, we knew who was lying down in that fucking match. Uh, spoiler alert, Damon. God. Oh, oh. Well, <laughs> my bad. I mean, as, as we're recording, we are watching uh, Sanada Evil. make his way to the ring for this final show of the B block. So as this is playing out, I would like to pick your brains on the Philly tapings that you went to over the weekend. So... Mm. Yeah, spoiler alert, if anyone is not wanting to be spoiled on events in that show, skip ahead, I don't know, 50 minutes or so. I'm not doing a timestamp. I'm not going to go retroactively put in a timestamp. But uh, yeah, David, talk to us about the show. How was it? All right. Uh, Yeah, two shows, Saturday and Sunday. Um, It was was weird in the sense that this is the first wrestling show that not only myself, but a lot of people had gone to. I mean, like the first show in years. Um, so it was good seeing people that I hadn't seen in a, in a very long time. But it was a weird scenario where <sighs> masks were were uh, you had to have masks on, but it was really lax. Like, so you didn't have to wear a mask if you um, were eating or drinking. So everyone was drinking. <laughs> Nobody had a mask on. Everybody had a beer in their hand and a mask down drinking, and it was just preposterous. So, yeah, there were moments where I was just like, oh, I don't know if I feel 100% safe here. Um, and then even during the matches, like, people would sit, you know, but, you know, you're, you're bringing in a beer and you're drinking a beer while you're sitting there watching the wrestling and um, or soda or a pretzel or eating a pizza or whatever the fuck. So it was, it was just pretty useless and I don't know. It was kind of daunting to me, um, sitting in a building like that. Just and again, I don't think anybody was. There wasn't a lot of like 
like the people weren't like going out of their way to not wear it, but I'm going to say people weren't going in their way to wear them. I guess I don't know. Did anyone try to kiss you, Damon? Uh, did I have any kisses? No kisses. But I did feel good. Um, when I went in to get my credential, um, as I was going in, they were like, uh, yeah, yes, uh, uh, I was like, yeah, picking up my uh, credential, uh, Damon McDonald. And as I as the, my name was was being uh, was being released from my lips, two people yell out, "Damon!" <laughs> that I didn't even know. Uh, so that that just emphasized my importance to the New Japan Pro Wrestling brass, who did give one single fuck I was there. Um, no, but I, if, if they know Joel Yentis is in the house, then <laughs> shout outs coming in left, right, and center. Yeah, what is that about with Joel? I mean, we love Joel. I, mean, I, d- I guess, great, but, but where's where's we, we've been caping for this G one from day one? And, I think there's a I think there's a thing out that that they can't talk about us. I think yeah. so because you know what I've been doing throughout this G one, uh, seeing the like the most inane tweets retweeted by the njpw global twitter account i thought i want to get involved in this so i tried just sort of playing along doing sort of joke tweets like wow sonata's boots are really shiny just just like really kind of brain dead things like that with the hashtag see if they tweet it and they've they've retweeted nothing i've tried about like five or six times and not a sausage so yeah i think we're on some kind of blacklist we are i I, I guarantee you we are i i promise you we are i promise you we are um which is hilarious to me because, like, this fucking promotion uh, is is colder than a you know a block of ice, um, and and the reason why I say that is is leading into this this promotion or this uh, these shows. Um, I would always you know ask hey hey don't blah 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 hey uh, what do you think of G you know as we get through uh, what do you think of G one uh, I haven't haven't really caught up with it uh, i haven't really watched uh, i haven't you, no one i in in no one there was talking about g1 i mean i, I mean i'm not even just saying that just to be like ah not a lot of buzz i, I mean legit no one is discussing ibushi no one is discussing okada's losses no one is discussing tanahashi's losses no one is discussing uh, Chase Owens. No one is discussing evil. No one is discussing. It, it was like, like I feel like I was the only one where the 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 the, uh, the letter G and the number one was coming out of their mouth. Nothing. I couldn't get. I couldn't get a review. I couldn't get an opinion. I couldn't get a hot take. I couldn't get shit from anyone because no one's watching. And I was shocked at that. I was shocked living in a bubble where we talk about this and I watch these shows and, you know, I, uh, we, to be very clear, Joel, we are in a absolute motherfucking bubble because people who buy tickets to go see a New Japan Pro Wrestling show are not watching G1. <laughs> I, I promise you, I didn't hear anyone talk about it. And again, I'm not a fucking social butterfly. I'm not going around everywhere, you know, asking what's the... It's. It felt like I was in a completely different promotion. It felt like I was. I went to a show that was a completely different promotion, only in the sense that I saw the lion marks. I saw. I and I heard the the Emerson Lake and Palmer, and you would hear 
the count outside the ring. Aside from that, I felt like I, I was watching a completely different promotion. Um, that being said, shows were good. The shows were good. Uh, they weren't the greatest shows I've ever been to, but I every night I walked out of there, I was like, you know, looking. That was a good show. That was a good show. Everybody had their working boots on. I don't think there was a bad match. Like there was, there were matches that were like, okay, eh, you know, fine. But there wasn't a match where I was just like, oh fuck, this match. None. Um, and that's both nights. Both nights. Everybody had their working shoes on. Uh, the crowd was was into it. You know, the crowd was good. I would say three quarters filled, which was weird. See, when I got there, I remember, and again, I think a lot of this had to do with the meet and greets and shit like that, where, um, you know, people were waiting in line. When I got there and I felt like I was running late, there was no line. Uh they had already opened the doors and people were in. And it, and and I was only like about five minutes late. It was just like, and usually when they open the doors, there's a line to get in and it wraps almost around the building, you know, or at least, you know, around the block. And, you know, you had to wait in line and get, nope. I just walked right to the front door, whoop, in. Uh, and then I sent you that picture. I sent you a picture. And again, it was, it was to be fair, it was, that was like, you know, maybe 45 minutes before bell time. Uh, there were a lot of seats. I mean, the seat, let's put it this way. The, they gave me a ticket, and it was for the 10th row. Thanks, thanks, New Japan, for that, by the way. <laughs> 10th row. Joe, there weren't, there weren't six rows. There weren't even six rows built out with chairs. <laughs> they, they completely overestimated their ticking printing process <laughs> because they didn't even have that. that. There were... Uh, and then even when I was sitting there talking, I was like, you know, to people, oh, where, where, oh, where are you sitting? Where are you sitting? Ah, I'm in row six. Okay, cool. Well, he's good. Right, I'm going to go check out my seats. That's great. Good. I'll be at the bar. Uh, comes back. Yeah, I, I, there's no row six. <laughs> when we went, we, we, when we went in, we just grabbed seats and sat there, and, and we grabbed seats right on the aisle, fourth row. I was sitting in. And I and because there was no one else in the the row, so fourth row, Joel, where we were, you could you could lie down, <laughs> you could you could bring a sofa. It wouldn't have mattered. Uh, and it, you know there were people that filled in in pockets later, but those people were standing. It was just look, <sighs> it was cold as ice. Once the show started, the people that were there were into it. I, no doubt. Um, I mean, again, seeing people that I haven't seen in a, in a long time was fun. But the one thing that that I have to say that when when I left there, it was just a confirmation that man, we uh, we got a cold product here. But it was cool. You did see people people flew in. Uh, my buddy Jeff from Indianapolis flew in and I laughed at him that he flew in. Uh, he was there. Uh, he's the guy. I don't know if you remember the story where in New York, there was a meetup and this dude would whip my ass in that giant connect four game. <laughs> Beat my ass. Um, and come to find out Jeff from Indianapolis 
who listens to our show. Professional Joel. Connect Four player. And professional the championships. <laughs> no, you know what the fuck he has? And he showed me a picture of it. He has a little uh, display case in his in his office, in his home office. He's got a pair of legitimate ring-worn Liger kick pads set. The white ones that he kind of wears over his boots. I was like, you. So what you need to do, Damon, is challenge him to a game of Connect, Connect Four. four. He puts the kick pads on the line, and then you have to put something equally valuable on the line. My virginity. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will pay put, to watch that. <laughs> we'll put my virginity on the line for those kick pads. I, I, I was. I won't tell you how much he spent, but um, it. I thought it was doable. It like it, that. Like it didn't blow me away. It, it it didn't blow me away. Um, I will. I will put up my virginity in a game of giant Connect Four. For those fucking kick pads. He's a good dude. Um, I felt bad because like night one, I was like, well, so where are you staying? And he's like, ah, I'm in Setter City, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, what do you got plans? For, you know, for, you go to the afternoon show? He's like, yeah, I'll just, I don't know. I got nothing. Then I'll just go to the show. And then I was like, why don't you cut me out? Because we were talking about the bar. And I was like, I'm going to have the first listener over the bar. And he's like, really? I was like, yep. Yeah, I'll pick you up. We'll fucking go watch some football. And then we'll go over to the show. He's like, oh, fucking cool. I forgot I had plans with Cheryl. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> now I'm imagining like romantic candlelit dinner with the three of you there. <laughs> He's just sitting there. So, so I was like, I that told Cheryl. She's like, team. she's like, we we have this. But I was like, oh, fuck. I forgot. Um, so I had to text Jeff and be like, oh, sorry, brother. I can't because I was a free book. He's like, ah, it's no problem. I can't. I felt bad, but I was all I had it all hyped up in my head, and then woo, bing. Uh, but the matches, all right. So anyway, the matches were good, Joel. Uh, can, I don't can know. Can I ask you uh, two questions for you from these these tapings? What yeah. was a standout match, and any performance really impressed you from the two nights? Okay, so for me, I really liked the stuff pre intermission. Um, so the stuff involving. Um, uh, like the like the the mixed tag, not the mixed tag, the mixed tag. Jeez, um, the, the multi man tags. Multi man tags were yeah, I thought were really good. Um, I thought, oh, what else? Everything seems to blend together. Um, the street fight was good. Main event for the second night, in the sense that it felt like like big time pro wrestling was in was in town. You know what I mean? Like everybody was hyped for it. Um, I hate the fact that they brawled. Well, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Um, they brawled in the in the uh, outside. They did the outside thing where they the camera follows them. So you got people sitting in a fucking arena just watching a TV <laughs> as they brawl outside. Um, that was pretty silly. Uh, the angle with um, uh, Team Filthy um, that was pretty good. Where they cut Rosser's hair. Um, that was pretty heated, actually. And he's eating his hair. He was, I, Joe. I'm, I'm not kidding you. The, the Tom Lawler ate a hunk of Fred Rosser's hair. Um, it was the fucking grossest thing I think I've ever seen in my life. Uh, what, I'm trying to think of, think of the highlights. What else was pretty great? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we got to talk about Gabe Kidd return. That was um, yeah. I mean, should we touch on that now then? So yeah. 
Um, Multiverse A says, what changes need to be made, not just to the NJPW dojo system, but to wrestling in general, so people aren't in a heartbreaking situation like the one Gabriel Kidd talked about. So, I mean, this is something that we, we'd heard whispers from people close to the company that he was in a bad way. Um, and, you know, we didn't want to talk about that, make it a public thing, because, you know, people's health is private, obviously. But it was a, a big relief to all of us to see Gabe back and, and fighting fit and coming to the ring. And so tr- tremendously excited and happy to see him. And I, you know, s- such a great response from his comeback. And I think there's really big potential there for him to, you know, get back on his feet and become hopefully a big star in the company. But uh, also we need to give him props for the bravery with which he spoke about his mental health struggles, because this is uh, an industry that, uh, values and um, promotes toughness. You know, that that fighting spirit, never say quit attitudes where, you know, big tough guys doing big tough guy things. And talking about things like depression and, and you know, trigger, trigger word warning uh, suicide, that must have taken a tremendous amount of courage for Gabe Kidd to do. And it's great that he did. And hopefully that opens things up a bit for professional wrestlers and, and sports people in general to be a bit more open about these things because I think the less of a, a taboo it is, the more conversations can be had and you know, the, I think the better that is if people feel comfortable to share this sort of thing. So, you know, maybe in the future if there's another person in a similar position who's struggling, they might think, you know, I'm going to give Gay Kid a call or or something like that. So, yeah, big up Gay Kid for, for being honest about those things. But that also leads us to having to have what I think is a really difficult conversation about this uh, dojo system because, you know, at the best of times, it is incredibly uh, physically and emotionally demanding and also very much on the the foreign wrestlers who are away from their families trying to make it in the system there. But during a pandemic as well, where everything's cut off and all the support networks that would usually be there are not there. And especially looking at what happened to with uh, Hannah Kimura last year. I just, I can't help but shake the feeling that Gabe Kids has been let down by the company for, for it, things to have got that bad where he was considering ending his own life. That is a big, big red flag for me. Yeah. Um, look, we do a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast and I know there's going to be plenty of, well, what about you know, junior hockey and what about football and what about taking these kids that are 14 and 15 and, you know, and putting all these pressures on them and, 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 and all of it. Right. So again, and I would agree across the board, it's, it's, you know, we, we as a society love to churn out athletes and, and the pressure that we put on, kids is is amazing to be that special athlete new japan pro wrestling specifically that dojo system churns out some of the greatest pro wrestlers um on planet earth right the system is tried and true uh in 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 bringing great pro wrestlers um, and pro wrestlers that we all love into the system. It can be better. And and again, the reason why we say that is because of, and it's always been one of those little underlying things of the, 
you know, the hell that people go through, you know, in that dojo system. It is a tough life. Um, you, we appreciate that, but yet we we do joke about it. And and when I say we, I think the pro wrestling community does it as well. I'm watching Evil get his three count here. <laughs> This is good. This is good fun, actually. I'm enjoying it. They brought all the bullshit to this match. And they really did. Sort of viewing it through the lens of sort of wacky cartoon shenanigans, it's quite fun. Oh, uh, I just, I, oh boy. Uh, okay, so evil. Uh, so, um, I th- I feel like the dojo system could be better in the sense, and, and I think the promotion can be better. And I think pro wrestling can be better if they really took stuff like this seriously. I have my reservations and I have my doubts. And I, but, but let, let me first say that, that I appreciate Gabe Kidd having the guts to come out there in front of a live audience and, and say what he had to say. I'm not, a, I'm not a taper of things on my phone. I'm not, a, I'm not a big, you know, I did some stuff just to share with you, but I knew I needed to record when he got on the mic because of, just because of the things that we had heard previously. I mean, listen, go, go back on Joel's Twitter timeline, uh, you know, the Jcast Twitter timeline. And I know there's a tweet, you know, very vague, but very, uh, you know, about Gabe Kidd. Uh, people need to, and I, when I mean people, I mean, the brass <laughs> in at uh, Pushy Road needs to find a way and needs to make it public of how they are treating these performers' mental health. I think that would be a, a just a fantastic, wonderful breakthrough. I have my doubts that we will ever see that day. As much as we like change and as much as we appreciate where we are as a society in moving forward, especially when it comes to mental health issues, this is a pro wrestling company that has, let's be honest here, hasn't had the greatest of reputations when it comes to not only stuff like this, but the sensitivities of people suffering with stuff like this. And also, sorry to jump in, Damon, but this is a, a nationwide issue as well. I mean, in Japanese workplace culture, I, you know, I'm not any kind of expert, but my, my limited understanding is that you are expected to give everything to work and everything to your company. So again, this is not something that's exclusive to new Japan, but, but we do it, new Japan it make it okay to hand wave it. Yeah. Like, like, as you said, we, we should aim for better. And, you know, maybe it is something like having, they, might probably already have something like, you know, a counselor being available. That is a, a common workplace thing now, but is that enough? I mean, obviously, whatever they had in place was not enough considering that Gabe found himself in that situation. So I don't know what kind of thing exactly I'm asking for, you know, just someone to sort of check in on the wrestlers from time to time and just make sure they're okay. I don't know what the answer is. But that's but one it, thing, it, you know what I mean? But that's one thing. And, and Joel, my, my fear is, is that, 
it's the it's the behind the curtain thing of that. Like you could be front and front facing with that and and have that person check in on those people. It's how that person is treated by others within the company, whether that's a push, a uh, uh, a um, you know. Uh, getting bookings, being used again, being looked at as less than, being looked at as weak, being looked at as oh, somebody we can't trust, being that that I think is the bigger problem. I think right, and, and sorry, like when we've got someone like Chase Owens who is got this position on this company uh, because of the fact that he is loyal and he's always available and he's never hurt and he will always get on the plane and, and fill in the spot, no questions asked. And now he's in the G1 climax because of that, right? I mean, the, the, this to let's let's remember here that what we're dealing with here is not a baseball organization. This is not a NHL hockey team. This is and who have their own issues, but that's another conversation for another day. Um, a lot of these gentlemen are independent contractors who they bring in tour by tour. They have no responsibility. That's pro wrestling. Hmm? That's why pro wrestling might not be the greatest of things behind the curtain. Like they don't. But if you're going to promote shows internationally and you're going to be owned by a multi million dollar gaming conglomerate or whatever the fuck they're all into. When I say they're into whatever the business dealings that they do with the the cards and the toys and the fucking this and then that, uh, they have a responsibility to their performers. Don't hide behind old school pro wrestling mentalities, right? You want to you want to play the game. <laughs> Sorry, don't don't everybody sing along. Don't do it. I know you. I know it's in your head. I know you want to say it. <laughs> it's not time to play the game. Um, you, as, a, as an international touring company, want to play the game, but you don't want to pay the price. And the price is, is the mental health of your performers and the physical health of your performers. But again, mental health is something that is never talked about. It's never discussed in pro wrestling. It's never a topic that's that's look. What you so you do you know how people dealt with the mental stresses of pro wrestling back in the 80s and 90s, Joel? They did it by drinking excessively and by taking drugs excessively. Now I'm not saying everybody did, but I'm saying. There's enough evidence out there to support that claim, right? I don't think that, I don't think that's a a shocking statement to almost anyone, right? Who is a follower of of this art form? I think again, Gabe having a lot of guts going out there to to say what he said, and I feel for the man. I absolutely feel for him. My fear is is that a it either this gets left where it is, or b him saying something, and people not continual continuously reminding others that this situation is here and occurs, 
results in Gabe Kidd's New Japan Pro Wrestling career uh, faltering a little bit. Because before this, I think everyone was on board with Gabe Kidd, right? Everyone was on board with Gabe Kidd. So let's let's put this little line in the sand and say, okay, where are we at post interview? Post interview um, with Gabe Kidd's career. That 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 is what I think it will be important. Yeah, this is something that I think needs to be revisited, needs to be spoken about often and seriously by you know people like us and people within the company because this was very very close to being a tragedy. Oh yeah. Thank it wasn't, but it was very, very close. So this is this is a let off for New Japan. This is a lucky escape. So they should be taking a long, hard look at themselves about that dojo system and thinking, how can we stop this from happening again? Right. And we're not in by any stretch saying it shouldn't be tough. It shouldn't be physically demanding. It shouldn't be uh, you know, that's no. But again, what we are saying, and I mean, and and you know, we're not talking at both sides of our mouth here. We appreciate the, what the struggles that each one of those young men go through in that dojo uh, to make themselves a better pro wrestler. Trust me, that we do. Um, but I don't know if if I truly, deep down, believe that um, I'm comfortable moving forward with without some changes to that great system let's make let's make it better let's 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 improve upon what we have and 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 we can do that we absolutely can improve upon what we have so that a we still get the great talent that comes out of it and i don't think and i think the the, the performers that come out of that dojo system not only will be better wrestlers, but be better human beings. This shows were also notable for a couple of new arrivals. We had uh, the appearance of, well, reappearance of the Black Tiger gimmick attacking, I believe it was Rocky Romero. Yeah. Uh, some speculation that it was uh, Ricky Reyes under the mask, mm. also known as Cortez Castro. Anyone who watched Lucha Underground might know him. And also the big one being Buddy Matthews, who appeared in a vignette. He said he's going to be at the November San Jose show with the umbrella. Did you, when you saw the umbrella, oh, were you like, uh-oh. You should have heard the gasp in that fucking building. <laughs> it really, really did. I was like, oh, no. All right, good. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a little bit of an, uh, of an audible gasp. Uh, it's cursed umbrella since Resident Evil. But yeah, yeah, how are we feeling about Buddy Matthews? I think I'm fine with it. I think it's, I think it's, look, there, I don't think he's, he's going to be a huge needle mover, to be honest with you, but I think it's a welcome addition. I don't think, I don't, you know, I, I I don't see him doing massive tours. I don't think he's going to be a full-time New Japan guy, if 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 you're asking me that, um, but again, the way that the 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 doors are opening and the world is open, I think you'll see him a lot of different places. Quite truthfully, um, yeah. I, 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 listen, I'm not hand waving it. I think it's a a good addition, but I don't know if it's a needle mover for me. 
Okay, uh, any final thoughts about the tapings? Um, again, good shows. I'm trying to think of like matches that I think uh, uh, the Will Ospreay was it Alex Payne? Alex, who was it? Alex Zane. Alex Zane. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm reading my Hello Fresh read that I just got from Joel. <laughs> um, that was good. Um, again, I liked. Like the opening matches always seemed really, really good. Bateman was good. I liked uh, Team Filthy was good. Um, I'm trying to think of like what else really stood out. Like as like, oh Suzuki Chris Dickinson was really good. I liked that a lot. Hard hitting as expected. Uh, Did they do any forearms in that match, Damon? <laughs> maybe one or two. My memory serves me right. Um, I think it was. I think it was again. I think the people that were there enjoyed that show. I walked out of there seeing two two tapings that I think people will enjoy. Um, was there anything that was like like blow away? I don't know. I don't think so. But I think overall, the thumbs up. Everybody, everybody enjoyed the shows. All right. Uh, we also had uh, what I thought was a, a really good episode of Strong this week, The Autumn Attack, uh, last Saturday from the shows they taped in Garland, Texas. So we had the Alex Coglin Challenge Map Series continued, where Chris Dickinson defeated him uh, in 30 minutes, three seconds by Cross Armbreaker. We had uh, the mega coaches, Rocky Romero, Rusuke Taguchi, defeating West Coast Wrecking Crew, Royce Isaacs, and Jarrell Nelson in 30 minutes, 41 seconds by a backslide. I do like the fact that it was a a backslide finish rather than, you know, an outright finishing move pin because they tried to keep West Coast Wrecking Crew strong, which they should do because I continue to be impressed by those guys. I really hope they can get to Japan at some point in the future. You know, them, Aussie Open, there's, there's a lot of potential there to freshen up the New Japan heavyweight tag division. And I think both guys are incredibly talented, so I would like to see more of them. Uh, we had a eight-man tag match with uh, Juice Robinson making the appearance after quite a while. Uh, TJP, Clark Connors, Leo Rush defeating the team of Chris Bay, Hikoleo, El Phantasma, and Taiji Ishimori, where Juice uh, won via disqualification. There's a, a lot of shenanigans at the end of that match. And main event, Will Ospreay defeating Carl Fredericks in 18 minutes, eight seconds of a hidden blade. This is what I want to see from Carl Fredericks. I thought this is probably his best singles match that I've seen in the company. And his striking stood out to me as really impressive, like very, very hard, crisp strikes. Uh, that's something I think is a must if you're going to make it big in New Japan. So, yeah, more of this, please, from Carl Fredericks. Of course, it doesn't hurt that he's in there with arguably one of the, the best wrestlers in the world in the shape of Will Ospreay. But uh, even so, it was good to see him getting a bit of shine there. Uh, anything stand out uh, for you from the strong episode? Well, and yeah, Carl Fredericks getting getting that opportunity in, in his matches where it feels like his his trajectory was placed on hold with all of this um so i like to see a spotlight on him i did want to mention though um one guy that did stand out to me for again not necessarily well yeah i guess necessarily in ring hikaleo Joel, Hikaleo is a monster. Have you ever seen him live? Uh, that's a good question. I must have done, just from the number of New Japan shows that I've been to 
live. I, but not in a way that stood out to me. No, he. I. I don't. I don't know. He either he filled out or he. He is first of all just towers over people. Like he's in the ring tagging with Jay White, and he just towers over him. Like I'm being very very serious. If this were a different time and a different era, that man would be headlining some fucking WWF pay-per-view in like 1989. (laughs) He would be having a run with Hogan. He is like, he looks like that. Um, And and, and I must say, in ring, I feel like he's improved by leaps and bounds. Like that was one guy that I felt like that I had zero expectations on going in. That I left there being like, they're going to do something with this fucking guy. They have to do something with this guy. Like he, he truly looked like, you know how like you watch a lot of, I don't want to say indie pro wrestling, but like you watch a lot of pro wrestling that might not be from the the biggest of promotions. And even the, well, you know, I take that back because even the bigger promotion, I don't know. He like Hikaleo looked to me like a guy that was like, Ooh, there is, there is some f- fucking, there is some, there is some money to be made with this dude. Like I, I like it, it, it clicked with me in the sense of, Ooh, I, I see why they're investing time and effort in him. Because he just looks the fucking part, and if he can connect the dots, which I think he's gotten incredibly much better uh, at, like this guy could be something um, in in the business. I swear to you. Uh, and, and trust me, I, I going going into the weekend, I was just like, all right, Hickaleo, you know, shoulder shrug. Nah, I'm like, wow, you know, I was really impressed. Chris Dickinson, I was also impressed with impressed with a lot too. He's a oh my god. That guy has muscles on his muscles, as they say. Um, yeah, he he's Hikaleo, though. I, I couldn't believe how much I I feel like I, ring presence. That's the word. That's 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 what I was looking for. He had absolute ring presence, um, which again, f- going into it with no expectations, blew me away. Blew me away a little bit. Oh, Cobb catching catching Okada outside the ring. Ooh. I don't know if you heard this before, Joel. And I don't know if you noticed. Jeff Cobb's fucking strong. That's a strong guy. I was just thinking that myself. You know, what what a turnaround it's been from the guy who there are a lot of questions over him when he made his first G1 appearance back in 2019. And if someone had told you that in two years' time, he's going to be 8-0, one of the best performers in the company in the whole year, and just like... Just a highlight of a lot of shows for me. Uh, I would not have believed you. So we're about fifteen minutes into this match, right? Oh, what a drop kick, too! Jeff fucking Cobb. Um, about fifteen minutes into this match, maybe a little less. Give me Okada's one in this. Uh, yeah, absolutely. This is just, it's, yeah. it's classic New Japan booking. The fact that they had him lose to Tamatonga in the previous show, so that he'd be behind going into this that's they always do it the, the person who is behind in the main event is the one who ends up winning so yeah okada's going to win this uh i hope they have a great match because uh you know okada versus ibushi it's not the freshest g1 final unlike the freshness of hello fresh <laughs> oh, god damn sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry everyone 
you, I actually, I think that was fantastic. Uh, let's do it. Hello Fresh, our good pals at Hello Fresh. Uh, you might be asking yourself, "Hey, what is Hello Fresh?" Uh, it's as fresh as a an Okada dive over the top rope on the Jeff Cobb. Yep, it sure is. Uh, Hello Fresh, you get fresh, pre measured uh, foods and ingredients, mouth watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store. Can on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Oh, what a pleasure. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Look, fall, autumn, as we uh, try to say here in the United States, but fail miserably. Uh, They're saying it's busy. It's a busy time of year. But HelloFresh recipes save time. You'd otherwise spend meal planning, shopping, and shopping. Shopping and shopping so you can get back to what matters, your friends, your family. Who likes to cook? Well, with HelloFresh, you will. Again, pre-measured ingredients, tasty meals uh, right delivered to your door. Uh, You get better value with HelloFresh. HelloFresh is over 30% cheaper than shopping at grocery stores with pre-portioned ingredients. Uh, It ensures that you won't spend money on excess food. That ends up where, Joel? In the trash. Look, we love the HelloFresh, and we got a deal for you. Go to HelloFresh.com slash V-O-W-14. You know, Voices of Wrestling. V-O-W-14. I say HelloFresh.com slash V-O-W-14. Use the code V-O-W-14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. Look, if you're on the fence, if you're thinking about this, you're like, ah, you know, maybe I should try this. Maybe, maybe this would be good for us. Maybe, you know, save time. Yep. Maybe, uh, you know, we could save some money on groceries. Yep. Maybe we don't have to go to the grocery store every week. Yep. Delivered right to your door. Yep. HelloFresh.com slash VOW14. Use that code VOW14. Again. 14, up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. Get on it now, right? What are you waiting for? It's America's number one meal kit. Sign up with HelloFresh, and you won't regret it. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash VOW14. Use the code VOW14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. Our good friends at HelloFresh. Excellent stuff. So uh, we have five G1 shows to catch up on. I did not take notes. I don't take notes anymore because, you know, these are, I don't think anyone wants to hear our ice cold takes about night 14. So I will just, I will go through the card. And I think the acid test is if we can't remember anything notable from these shows, then we just skip and go on to the next one. So, all right. Good uh, night, everyone. Have a good night. (laughs) Catch you next week Uh, on the Super (laughs) JK. Uh, very may well be the case here. Uh, this is Tuesday's show, and from uh, the Miyagi Zebio Arena Sendai. Second match was Tamatonga defeating Taichi. Uh, third was Sanada defeating Yoshihashi. Fourth was Okada defeating Chase Owens. Fifth was Evil defeating Goto. And the sixth was Jeff Cobb defeating Tanahashi. I remember that match being quite good, but I, I literally cannot remember anything else from the rest of this show. Yeah, this was this was a match where I really struggled. I, I mean, I, I mean, really struggled. This was two times the speed, 
powered through. Come on, Jeff Cobb. Hit him with that fucking pile driver. Stuff pile. I'm watching. Oh, he picks him up. Pile driver. Cobb picks him up. Spinning pile driver on Okada. Let's, you want to just watch this match? <laughs> oh, he's still in trouble. He's got the tombstone. He's picked him back up. Yeah. Oh, with, with a father's bad neck in this match. Yeah. Five. He's in big trouble there. Yeah, come on. I'm I'm rooting for a little Jeff. Yeah, this was just I don't I, I mean, I don't want to remember from this match being just frustrated with the goofy stuff with with Yano and Zach. You know what I mean? I do remember that. And I was just I just <laughs> Yeah, no, that was night 15 actually. Oh, well, that was night 15. 15. <laughs> you you know you, you don't even remember anything about night 40 that you jumped straight to night 15. I uh, don't blame you. Well, I mean, let's go to night 15 then. So, and this right. we had uh, Ibushi Defeating Kojima, Ishii defeating Yujiro, which that's fine. Uh, Kenta beating Tangaloa, twenty-two minutes, way too fucking long. I mean, past oh, I know, do, yeah. but it's so long. Like, what are you doing, guys? Um, Zach defeating Yano. Yeah, I, I mean, Yano has just been absolute garbage in this tournament, and it's not entirely his fault. I think his matches are going more than twice as long as they should do, and he's been overexposed with the KOPW stuff. So you know, he's a guy who is at his best. Like, there's one good gag in a Yano match, and then it's over so quickly that you don't have time to think about the fact that it's actually not that funny. But it's just been done to death, and it's just, it's been painful to watch Yano in this G1. Uh, and the main event was Shingo defeating Great Okan in 25 minutes. Uh, this was awesome. I And, and I think at the climax, uh, excuse the pun, of Okan's triple main event run, first with Ishii, then with Ibushi, and here with Shingo, Proof of concept to me that Okan has all the tools in his locker to be a big star in New Japan. Yeah, for, for uh, I don't know if, if he's my MVP, um, but I I I liked his his run in the sense of, and I, I think we talked about it last week. Big 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 drop kick by Okada. Sorry, um, that his mat. Oh, <laughs> big drop kick. We're we're in a, a very high spot moment here in this match. Where we're going back and forth, drop kick by Okada. I'm sorry, and then money clip, and and literally, I just felt my whole body just go. What the fuck? No, uh, it's we- okay. It's, it's it's a transitional move. You didn't have it in for very long. Oh, uh, 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 it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, thank you. <laughs> uh, here we go. <laughs> Come on, are you fucking kidding me? If he taps out to this money clip, I'm I'm done. I'm let, let's put it this way, so I can hold off my take on fucking. The, the, on on Great Ocon, if he taps out right here, Joel, uh, well, I'm leaving the show. I'm leaving the show. That, that's what's on the line right now. Okay, if he taps out to this fucking money clip. He ain't tapping out to the money clip. He's getting the ribs. All right, good because I want to give you my Great Ocon take. Um, he better get to the fucking ropes. Get to the ropes. Oh, he pulled them in the fucking middle of the ring. I'm leaving the show. I'm I'm done. I think I'm done. God damn it. No, good. Oh, flip over. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value a complete view of all possible cards and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. 
I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, ah, hey, look at some random cards or whatever, but if you're really in this game to, to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs, and it ends up being, you know, almost nothing, you know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card-collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voice of wrestling podcast network what's going on guys this is rich from the flagship podcast here on the voice of wrestling podcast Network. If I could have a moment of your time, I'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors, Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock is a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell, all three in one, offering you triple security. So you can have everything in one device rather than installing many pieces on your front door. But it's not just for security. The Eufy Video Lock is also for convenience. No more concerns about losing keys, and you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated cameras. Some other great features we love about the Eufy Video Lock is it is easy to install and set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. Keyless entry, no more fumbling for keys when your hands are full. You never have to worry about kids losing keys or passing among renters. You also have 0.3 second, 0.3 second, fingerprint recognition and one second unlocking again 0.3 seconds it's going to recognize your fingerprints and in one second it's going to unlock and with the ai self-learning chip embedded the more you use it the more accurate it will be also no battery anxiety you have a rechargeable battery in there that could last around four months and you will get a low battery notification before it runs out Uh, passcode unlocking a remote control with the 2k clear sight see who's at your door and control from anywhere through the Eufy app. With enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. You can also secure your package delivery by view and two-way audio. And then best of all, no monthly fee. A bunch of other brands out there are going to charge you a monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and you never have to pay for storage. Customer service, 
Yuffie's got you handled as well. They are on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by their professional customer service team. Contact them anytime by telephone, email, or live chat. Personally, as a homeowner, I love my Eufy video lock. I have the ability to see what's going on when I'm not home, when packages have has arrived, and, and really the thing I love the most about it, the ease of being able to lock and unlock my doors without having to fumble with my keys and reach in my pocket or wait, no, crap, they're in my backpack, all that sort of stuff. All this is happening while my dogs are barking at me. You know what? Not anymore with the Eufy video lock. I touch it. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. One second. Door is unlocked. Much, much easier. So if you want to jump on board with Eufy Video Lock, search Eufy Video Lock. That is E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Again, that's Eufy Video Lock, E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. This is good. This, this is, is really good, good David. Yeah. Uh, he can lose. I don't mean. I mean, Cobb can lose, but if he loses to the fucking money clip, oh, big headbutt! Fuck yeah, Jeff! Come on, Jeff Cobb. He's gonna put him away. He's gonna win right here. Come on, put him away. Toward the islands. Oh, this is oh, so you good, motherfucker! Oh, duck the rainmaker back around, up over. One, two, A kick out. Nice. He beat him with that one in his G one. Yeah, sorry. We're doing a live. We're doing a live call. We're doing a live watch. Cobb and Nakata making it happen. All right, uh, Great Ocon, uh, most versatile performer. Uh, he was the chameleon, if you will, of the, of G one. Um, we said it before. So, yeah, like, none of his matches were boring to me. All of his matches felt a little different. Had a little different take and a d- little different style and a little bit little different flair to it. Um. Yeah, uh, he might have been uh, my top three performers that I enjoyed watching this G1. And then night 16, that was on Thursday, we had Chase Owens to think Tai Chi. They're really doing Tai Chi dirty in this tournament. I was just disgusted. But although they were running this storyline with his injured ribs, at least there was mitigating circumstances to that. Uh, Sanada defeating Goto, Tanahashi defeating Yoshihashi, Jeff Cobb defeating Evil, and Tamatonga defeating Kazuchika Okada. So this was the the Cobb Evil match. I would like to touch on this. This is um, basically Evil getting his comeuppance, and everyone was cheering. I was delighted that Jeff Cobb managed to beat him. Would I have enjoyed it that much? Would I be cheering as much if Evil hadn't been a massive shitbag for the whole tournament? Mm. Maybe not. Does it justify him wrestling like that and being so boring to watch? I don't know. Like be, and and the reason is is that no one's talking about it and no one gives a shit. You know what I mean? It's oh, Jeff Cobb with another one of those fucking headbutts. He's really laying them motherfuckers in. I'm sorry. This is this match is actually really good. Um This is yeah, it's the best match between them that I've seen actually. Yeah, this match fucking rules. Um like the 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 oof. Uh, the the problem is is that the again you're doing all this bullshit and chicanery to get to the point where there's the big payoff okay yes there was a big payoff big payoff but okay that lasted what three minutes right you felt good that evil lost for what three minutes and then that's it like there's nothing like the storyline doesn't get continued does it i mean it's not like jeff cobb has has you know saved new japan pro wrestling 
And we you still have this. This is Evil's role in the company, isn't it? He's a sort of upper mid carter who is going to who beat threaten... Sonata on on the last night. Just FYI, right? <laughs> He's going to go deep in tournaments, threaten to win the big one, but never actually do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you know, still doing bullshit. So it's not like I don't know. Like I appreciate the fact that he did it to to a, a, you know it made it very difficult for evil to win G1 and everyone kind of got that as a, as the rallying cry. We don't want this fucker to even sniff the finals, but okay. It was, you know, a lot of bullshit for that to, to have occur. I, okay. I mean, to a guy who technically is a heel. Oh, rainmaker. That's it. All right. Um, one, two, and three. There we go. Well, there's your finals. There's your finals, Joel. What are you thinking? What are you, how are you feeling? Uh, I think that was an outstanding match. You know, let's throw flowers at these guys. Yep. Cobb, okay, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Real coming out moment for Cobb to, you know, make it to the main event at Budokan Hall. I think that's a, a tremendous achievement. And yeah, outstanding match. How do I feel about an Okada Ibushi final? I'm sure it'll be really, really good. Uh, does it excite me? No, because, you know, this will be the fourth time we've seen it since. What, in, in the last two years? So they had their G1 match in 2019 and then Wrestle Kingdom 2020 and then G1 again last year and now we're seeing them in the G1 again. We know that they can have outstanding matches. I mean, if it's anything like the Wrestle Kingdom match, it's going to be terrific. Yeah. Um, am I excited about Ibushi being in another G1 final? No, I, I would have preferred someone else, but... You know, Do you think they get with were, were there any other better options to have in the final where they could put in, in a big spot main event in Budokan Hall where they need to sell tickets and be a credible threat to Okada winning this G1 climax? Like, could if they put in Zach or Shingo or Okan, fuck it, even Ishii, would that? Would that be realistic to put any of those guys in that spot? Um, you look back, probably. Uh, see, here's the thing, though. Like, why not? Like, if you're going to do it, this would be the year to do it. And it and it and it and in some ways, New Japan had some guts with giving guys wins that maybe you wouldn't expect getting wins and maybe getting a little run a, a, a Jeff Cobb would Jeff Cobb have gotten this run if it weren't for the covid situation I don't know maybe probably who knows but you know if you're going to try something new now now would be the time to do it um I will say this though like Abushi and Okada on top does kind of feel right but it feels the same it feels like an old pair of slippers is what it feels like um comfortable but not you know nobody's getting excited when you get it under the christmas tree um but what else could they have done like uh, it, it, see this he, is the thing like, I, I would have loved Zach and I thought that was a really compelling storyline that fell into their lap with a Naito injury but that's from my very western centric British centric point of view uh-huh. um, and you know do they have other 
I, I would just be interested hypothetically to see how a Zach Okada G1 final matches up in terms of numbers to an Ibushi Okada final. Probably it, it wouldn't do as well. So I have to, you know, face facts there. Ibushi's a bigger star. But, you know, having said that, I think even the Japanese fans, from what I hear, there was a bit of ire on Twitter. They're a bit fed up of him continually getting into the G1 final. So it's not an ideal situation. Yeah. I mean, I just think that... I mean, it, is Okada Ibushi? Is 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 that a money match at this point? Like, is that a match? Is that the only match that they had that they could have done? Um, well, let me ask you this first. One, do you think this was the original plan, Ibushi? No, okay. I, th- I, I think, think so it was. Yeah, I think they like they kind of. I think they kind of booked on the fly a little bit, right? I agree. Okay, so with that being said, to. If if their idea was was Naito in that role, who's 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 the next person that could possibly be a big enough name to? I mean, let's keep in mind, Kota Bushi. What this was this number four when it comes to G one. So even in in the best of times, this guy was considered a top top dog, right? A draw, if you will. Um, Wrestle Kingdoms, right? We weren't hurt, hurting Wrestle Kingdom time when he was on top. Um, Okada, who's been the face of the fucking company for for years. Well, you know what? Yeah, like if they're gonna if they're gonna squeeze money out of people's pockets, this is the easiest way to do it, right? I don't think you could. I don't think you're going to squeeze that same amount of money with Zach. As much as we would love to see Zach in there, you're right. It's it's the only real logical way that this company could go to squeeze people walking up and buying a ticket that haven't done so already is Okada Ibushi. I can't yeah. believe I can't believe we're kind of hand waving, not hand waving, but we're just kind of like eh. I guess it's just not exciting. It's just not new. It's not again. It's like a comfortable pair of slippers. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. We're going to love it. It's not sexy. Yeah, maybe we've just been spoiled. And it will be great, right? I'm sure it will. I'm sure when the G1 finals over, we're going to be. It, if it is anything less than a match of the year candidate, then something's gone wrong. <sighs> I mean, it's got to be better than. Ibushi Sanada from last year. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Well, being that we're talking about match of the year, you know, when when G1 hits, you know, when we talk about year-end awards, which we right around the corner, Joel, just FYI, um, G1 matches always make the list for match of the year. And there's always standout ones. Is there a match that you would say is a blow away winner when it comes to that happened in G1 that you're just like yep that's that there's your match of the year I don't feel I that th- way I think this Okada Cobb match will get a lot of love um I think Ishii Shingo from the start Okada Tanahashi mm, that is you know I I'll I be surprised if that's in trouble in the top 5 of match of the year candidates I mean personally I loved Zack Shingo, I really love Zach Okan. Um, are they are they I, in the mix? Zach Naito was great. 
Again, these matches are all good that you're mentioning. Are any of these matches, if you take these matches and you put them up against previous years? Oh, no, no chance. Right. Previous years, no. Right. Like, I just don't know if there is that match that, again, every year that that we talk about, there's always that runaway. Okay, yep, that's in the mix. That'll be in the top three. You know what I mean? That'll be be this match, that match, and this match. I don't know if I have that. I mean, there again, I'm not saying that there weren't great matches. There absolutely were great matches in this tournament. No doubt. Not like super great, blow your fucking pants off, definite in the mix for match of the year. They're, 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 which, which will make match of the year tough in the sense of there's just going to be a lot of these really good matches, but nothing that's really head and shoulders where people are picking. Like match of the year this year will be the closest it's ever been. I, I truly believe that match of the year this year will be the closest it's, we've ever had it just because of the fact that there's not been that one match that has just totally knocked everyone's socks off. Even the matches that we thought knocked people's socks off, maybe not. it didn't connect with everybody. And again, if we're rating G1, where would you put this G1 in the mix? I enjoyed it more than last year's G1. Yep. But... Uh, and maybe on par or close to 2018, which had a lot of shit in it with Tamatonga and Bad Luck Fale and JY all heavy on the bullshit. Right. Um, but it doesn't come close to 2017 or 2019 in recent history, at least. Right. right. So I'd say put, I put it firmly in the middle. For the last five years, it's in middle of the pack. Middle of pack. Okay. That's fair, and and again, we do Which have is a- an achievement. I think I think that's uh, exceeding expectations, considering the limited roster and the clap crowds and all that shit. I think this G one has been very enjoyable. It has been enjoyable. Um, would you say, in your time as a fan, the least buzzworthy? Oh, definitely, absolutely. It's stone cold. Yeah, man. Do you think it's un- would you say that this this G1 is an undervalued G1? In a sense there's a lot of good stuff and it's not getting the love it deserves. I think for everyone who's watched it has given it the love it deserves. I, I don't know anyone who's watched it and said this is trash. All the people who've watched it said, "You know what? This is actually really good, but it's not as hot or exciting as G1s in previous years," which is I think is fair. There've been a lot of probably equally as many people talking about people not talking about it. Like, oh, I can't right. believe it's a G1 and no one's talking about it. Like mostly from the miserable fuckers in the, the Brit rest circles. But I think everyone who's actually bothered to sit down and watch any of the shows um, have given given it the love that it deserves, I think. Yeah. It's that fucking Joel Yentis, isn't it? <laughs> that <laughs> motherfucker. <Scourge> of- <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what, Joel, stop, stop, stop texting me. And and maybe watch G one, right? All right, buddy. <laughs> All right, he's gonna text me four more times now. <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, yeah. There's uh, other things that I think deserve to be discussed, if briefly. Um, Tamatonga defeating Kazuchika Okada in the main event, uh, which I thought was a really good match, and I think Tamatonga is one of the guys who, if he was, if he's included again next year, I would say, you know what, fair enough. He deserves that. He's Really, really exceeded my expectations. Worked incredibly hard, and I don't think he's going to be a, a top single star in the company or anything. But I thought I, all of his matches were really good. 
Yeah. Um, and I think him getting this main event win over Okada in Yamagata, that's that's like his his gold watch, isn't it? Like, thank you for all your service to the company. There you go. You can go and beat Okada in the main event. I mean, I, 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 people had to lose for the points to and the drama and the and all that. Well, they, they didn't actually, Damon. I mean, this is the, a, a lot of people have been talking about. It. They could have had Okada and Cobb both go into the final match eight and zero. They could, but okay. they didn't. For I think they wanted Okada to be behind, and I also think they wanted the draw to lean in favor of Jeff Cobb. Because otherwise, if if it's a draw, then you've got an unbreakable tie. Good so point. they wanted people to think that the draw was a realistic outcome because it could have happened. Uh, you know, they, they draw and Jeff Cobb manages to go through. You keep Okada looking strong, so that's why they did it. Um, but I think also a good opportunity to give some love to Tamatonga. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that's been there from the beginning. You know, it feels like I would put it back in. I thought he, I thought he had an outstanding G one, outstanding. I mean, on the on the on the God grading curve, mind you. Hmm. I mean, I would have him above if I had to put you know like Yujiro, Tangaloa, Chase Owens, those guys in the list. I would have Tamatonga at the top of that. Yeah, I think I would because he, he he looked like a star, and a lot of times, and in, in this match and throughout the tournament, he's in fantastic shape. Just really charismatic, you know, showing a ton of passion and fire out there. And the, I thought the match is all delivered. So, I mean, to me, he ticked all those boxes for you know, out of those people I've mentioned that I would, yeah, if he's back next year, fair enough. All right, let me give it, let's do this. I'm going to go through the blocks. Give me a letter grade. Want to do that? Sure. All right. Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, B minus. B minus. Yeah, oh, yeah worked very hard, but even, like Yujiro, a hundred percent on his best day, still sort of moves at like half the speed of the rest of the roster. So there is a hard ceiling on how good and exciting his matches can be. Yeah. Uh, Tonga lower. Uh, also a B minus. B minus. Yeah, I had higher expectations from him. But I don't think he was bad. Uh, best match was against Zach. I thought that was really, really good last night or whenever it was. I can't remember. Uh, but I wouldn't put him back in in a non-pandemic G1. Okay. Yeah, and we'll do that too. Are they, are they, a non-pandemic G1, is Yujiro back in? No, 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 no. Okay. This Tangle should be his last G1. And this should be Tangela's last G1 as well. Okay. Unless he improves staggeringly in the next 12 months. Toro Yano. D. D. Is he back next year? If get if you get rid of the KPW, get rid of the KPW thing and you know proper shows where his matches can go three or four minutes, you know, the, without them having to feel the need to stretch it out, I would be okay with that. But if it was up to me, I would not put him back in. Mm-hmm. Jill, I think Jill just uh, jumped out a window <laughs> of uh, the the internet, the 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 window of internet, because uh, I think we lost him. Uh, he'll be back, what? I'm sure. Uh, no, there he is. Oh, I, 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 where, where I, did I, you lose I, me? Um, I just talking about Toriano and uh, uh, the KOP holding him down and yes. etc. Yeah, 
I, yeah, I, if it were up to me, I would not put Yano back in. Uh, but if we can restrict his matches to three or four minutes and not have him doing the KPW stuff so he doesn't get overexposed, fine, I'll accept it. But again, I have no desire to see him back in. Okay. And, and a D, uh, I would say fair, yes. I would say D, I don't want to see Toriano ever again. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii. Ishii gets uh, an A minus from me. Not one of his best years, but still he's in what turned out to be a bit of a dry block, one of the highlights. Yes. Okay, on the same page. Uh, Shingo Takagi. A. Um, Probably the the star of the block. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Maybe even the whole tournament. He's just brilliant. I can't say enough good things about Shingo. Do you think he's getting... What do you think of his run so far? It's just been hampered by the fact that the product is very cold right now. In terms of his in-ring performances, he's doing everything Everything right. he can, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's getting fucked. Is it, and and I, that's not by the promotion. It's just... Yeah, he's getting fucked. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, because, again, all of his matches... Like, he'll go down as one of the, the best in-ring champions New Japan has had. Um, and he'll but, probably run away with wrestler of the year. I would think so, right? I mean, a, a different conversation for a different day, but I think it's a very short list, and he's atop of that short list. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Zach Sabra Jr. An A from Zach. I think given the spot he was in, he's, he's done a fantastic job. His... Big matches are all front-loaded in the tournament, so yep. we got all the good stuff first, and then you know when he's wrestling your Yujiro's and and Giannos, it's less compelling. But you you do what you can with those guys. But I thought he got the best match out of Tangaloa, and yeah, I, I you know I'm a higher on Zach than most people. I don't think he was as good as Shingo, but that's an extremely high bar. But he was still second best in this block. You don't think people were high on Zach? Um, the the word the buzz know. that you you are uh, hearing it, it tailed off. It cooled off after the first. You know, after he'd beaten Naito and Shingo and Ibushi, Anokan, then people sort of stopped talking about him. Kenta, <sighs> go ahead, B say minus. it. B minus. B minus. B minus. C, uh, C, plus, C, C plus, C plus, C plus. Yeah, really, uh, C plus. The, the, all the, the you know the shit with the chair and the ref bumps and everything. It's you know we get enough of that with Evil. He he didn't need to do that as well. I I would say in more matches than not. I was fast forwarding Kenta matches. There was the, the Zach match. I was on board with. There wasn't a lot else that where like I give me give me the aside from the Zach match give me a memorable Kenta moment. Maybe this is a good time to discuss the the A block finals where uh, it was Ibushi and Kenta, which was a very very weird match because parts of it were right. awesome, like when they were doing the striking exchanges down the stretch, very good, very exciting. I was like, yeah, this is what we're here for. But there's so much other weird things like the table. Actually, you know what the table thing. I thought they they made the best out of that. I'm glad that they didn't go and set it up again. Uh, Ibushi was just being 
a nutter and went through anyway. But the ref bumps and the chair stuff, and there were three count-out teases that egregiously went past the 20-point. Yep. And just not a a good match, but not the standard for an A-block final. Yep, we've got to demand better than that. I agree, and that's and that's part of the reason why I I you I cannot go up. I can't even I can't even fathom going above a C for Kenta. I can't even, I can't even fathom going above a C. The Zach match, the Zach match was really really good. Okay, but aside from the Zach match and parts of the Ibushi match, right? Not not great. No, I I mean again, I'm 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 and I'm being I feel like I'm being very generous with that C. Very generous. Um, Kota Ibushi. Yeah, just a, a, again, a weird tournament. I don't know if this is deliberate, if this is him sort of selling and leaning into the illness thing, but he's not been himself. Matches that have been sort of nailed on bangers in, in years gone by, like the Ishii match, just this year didn't didn't deliver. It just sort of passed him by. Um, and a lot of weirdly sloppy moments. Yeah. So, Ibushi, the Zack match was great. The Shingo match was pretty good as well. Everything else, a bit disappointing. B plus. I'm going B minus. Okay. Going B minus. And maybe I'm maybe I'm giving him just what I've seen from him in the past being a big factor in that. Like I know there's more in the tank. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So your MVP Shingo would block a, right? Yes. I'd say he just, he picked Zach to that. I thought uh, Zach was tremendous. Very, very close one and two, but uh, far and away above everyone else. Okay. Uh, okay. I think it's fair. Uh, block B, uh, Chase Owens. B. I thought he he played his role perfectly. You know, he's there to make everyone else look good, throwing a few upsets and surprises along the way. And he survived. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like dead G one to grind. Uh yeah, I think B's a fair one. Yeah. I'll, I'll go for that. Uh Tamatanga. Uh giving Tamatonga an A. Wow. He, he over delivered for me so much. B plus, I'll give Tamatanga. Who surprised me? Uh, who? Here's what he did. He tickled my ass with a feather. And what do I mean by that? I mean he tickled my ass with a feather. I mean what he did was he gave me a reason to go back to the well and be disappointed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he gave me that fucking thing again. Where poor fucking Tama Tonga singles you know what I mean like he did that he put that little fucking thought in my head again where it was dead and I was over it and I was like I'm not falling for it again now I'm going to fucking fall for it again all right all right I'll fall for it again uh Yoshihashi uh Yoshihashi B plus you know exactly what you're going to get with Yoshihashi works his socks off gave us some really good matches and that's his ceiling. I, I, I'm going to go C, only because that's exactly what we got. And they're, they're like 
every time you think Yoshihashi might take a next step, this is exactly what Yoshihashi is. If you're a fan of Yoshihashi, know, know very well. There's this no is, next step. This is there it. is no next step in, 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 in anything, like in character, in whatever. So, yeah, that this is this is Yoshihashi. Uh, here's a name I'm going to throw at you. And I want you to ask, I want you to, to, to let me know if if they're coming back. Four point is it four points total? I think so. If my math is correct, or if my notebooks right? If I no, he won to... today. He beat oh, okay. Hamatonga today, so he's on six. Okay. Goto, right? Hiroki Goto. Um, I would give him a C. I don't. I I would not want him back next year. No. I'm so over him. He is an instant skip for me. I just there's just nothing there for me. Six points. Um, how about your Lord and Emperor, Tai Chi? Booking aside, hey, I thought he's just a. even when he was booked like shit and losing to Tamatonga and Chase Owens, he still went up there and just fucking rocked my world, Damon. I just, he's so good. He's, <laughs> he's been one of the workhorses in this block. Yeah. Yeah, I'm giving him a B plus. Give him a B, B plus. B plus. Um, he's a guy that does, absolutely deserves to be there in the mix. Um, and, I'm, and and honestly, of all the names I've, I've men- we've mentioned so far, he's like, yes, above all those. Uh, Sonata. Uh, so another thing has actually been quite good. I'm going to give him a B plus, and I would go higher were it not for a little bit of sloppiness in the Tanahashi match. But I think he has stepped up this year, and I think quietly he's had a really good tournament. Uh, you know what? I would agree with that. I I I will agree with that. I and I would give. I'm, again, it's Sonata, so let's not get fucking over the top here. B plus, B. B. How about B? I'll give him a solid B. Solid B. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, Tanahashi, I'd also give a B. Is he... Uh, I mean, this is like f- three or four years in a row that he's under 500 when it comes to points, right? Like under, you know, record. More yeah, losses. Than... going to win the whole tournament next year. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean... This is, I mean, we're not we're not goofing around here. This is we're at the end of the road with Tanahashi, right? Like, yeah, I mean, like, the most interesting now is who who is going to be the challengers challenger slash challengers for the U.S. title because yeah. there's there's some big names lined up there. There certainly are. There certainly are. I mean, it seems like everybody. <laughs> Zach, look, 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 what do we got? Zach. Uh, uh, well, well, for people in his block, that being right. Chase Owens was one that stands out, getting Correct. a surprise win. Uh, Taichi beat him, which I thought was a really good match today, actually, uh, centered around the, the rib injury. Very fiery baby face underdog performance from Taichi there. Uh, Jeff Cobb, I yep. think he'd be a, a brilliant uh, US champion. Why did I say Zach? What, what am I thinking with Zach? Because they've wrestled each other like 400 times. Fucking times yeah. Okay. I could have sworn Zach pinned them in some fucking thing. All right, anyway, um, evil. Booking aside. He he always works hard, and when it's limited to undercards shenanigans, I can deal with it. 
so okay so i'm i'm rating his performances not the booking I just just there's so many shitty looking ref bumps and it is terrible moments where i have to suspend my disbelief with a ref and his opponent acting like fucking idiots i can't i can't really go higher than a c minus really because i've just i've got to grade it by the whole package okay it's fair and you know what yeah i mean you, you do um I would I would have absolutely no problem, and and trust me when I say this, never seeing evil in a New Japan Pro Wrestling ring again. I would I would lose not a wink of sleep. Not <laughs> bad a, news for you. <laughs> <laughs> if I had one Christmas wish, if if Father Christmas is listening right now, or as we call him in the United States, Santa Claus. Santa, if you're listening right now, which I, I'm sure you are, uh, I have one Christmas wish, not for world peace or uh, eliminating hunger from the world. It is that evil, better known as Watanabe, never, ever steps foot in a New Japan Pro Wrestling ring again. Please, Father Christmas. Uh, that's all I ask for. Thank you. Father Christmas. Jeff Cobb. Uh, a, right? Yes. Yeah. He's been outstanding. And yep. one of the best wrestlers in the company. Yep. Yep. What a, what a, and, what? and he's, I think he's going to do really well in our end of year awards too. I hope so. I hope so. He'll be, he'll, it is amazing. I just remember everyone shitting on him for like G1s of the past. I think he definitely, definitely. Uh, has removed those demons. Uh, lastly, let's do Okada. Okada, I think, has been much, much better than last year. Um, I will give him an A minus. Okay. He's had a lot of good matches. He's he's had more good matches than he's had average matches. A couple upsets. Yeah, Tanahashi match was Whoa. great. Taichi match was fantastic. Cobb match was fantastic. Yep. Uh, the yep. Sanada match was really good. I mean, he even managed to get a good match out of Evil. Yep. The Tamatonga match I thought was pretty damn good as well. I'm giving him an A. Yeah, I'm going to upgrade him to an A as well. Now I think about it. Yeah, I'm giving him an A. All right, so block B MVP is between Jeff Cobb and Okada. And Taichi. Sorry. Uh, No, I I will give it to Okada because I think this G1 really needed big match Okada back, and we got him back. And I think it's sort of flown under the radar a bit because it's sort of he's reverted to default rather than everyone going, "Wow, he's so brilliant." Because we know he's brilliant, and he was so disappointing last year. But I think if you took him out of this block, it would be fucking dry. So. Right. Imagine again. Nobody wants an injury on anyone, so let that be clear. But uh, imagine if it were Okada and not Naito. Oof, that would be rough sledding, huh? Yeah, I think that block would have really suffered. And actually, I mean, I think it's a block that overdelivered relative to expectations. A lot of people were shitting on it when it first came out, but I think with people like Sanada. And Chase Owens and Tamatonga over delivering, and 
Okada and Jeff Cobb and Taichi just being their usual brilliant selves, it's actually been a pretty good block. Yeah, and but but and but my and, and my point is is that Okada helped that elevate that yes, because when we talk about yeah when we when we talk about he's a common thread like when all these guys having you know stellar G1s that weren't expected to even be in it let alone have decent runs Okada's the thread that runs through all of that so okay all right there you go that's a, I mean listen you're not going to get a better fucking G1 breakdown than us sorry you're just not and we have dick jokes so I got it. I mean, final question: Who's winning the final? I mean, we're doing Okada, right? It has to be. It has to be. We cannot, cannot have Ibushi winning that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, it's got Okada be. wins. He's he wins the belt at Wrestle Kingdom. You know, he can do some stuff in in the meantime, fucking about with Will Ospreay, who's calling himself the real world champ. Or, there's just a lot you can do with Okada, especially in a, a an Okada who looks like he's back to his best. But I think by the time Wrestle Kingdom's all wrapped up, I keep saying it, he, here's the reset button now. He's going to yeah. be the champion of the company just as things open up and as we get back to full crowds and we can go back to normal New Japan and everyone can be happy. Do you think people come back? Uh, not as many as there were before. I think... The, realistically, AEW has permanently taken a, a huge chunk out of that Western fan base, and they're not going to come back. Can I ask a dumb question? Why can't you have both? Why can't well, why, people, like well, why people, didn't, sorry, like I know people have only have twenty four hours in a day, but like what like I don't I don't understand why people can't just watch both. And 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 be passionate about both. You can't be passionate about both at the same time. Uh, do you? Are you talking about a hypothetical future where everything's back to normal? In yes, Japan? correct, correct. Um, yeah, I think they will bring a lot of those fans back. And I think if the two companies do work together closely, then there's a good chance of bringing a, a high percentage of those fans back. But. I just do wonder if a lot of stuff has done irreparable damage uh, in certain the, the eyes of certain chunks of the fan base. Um, I'm talking in terms of the evil and the Dick Togo stuff has turned a lot of people off. Uh, speaking out related stuff, you know, Osprey getting pushed, I think has turned off a lot of people. Um, I, ju- I just feel that there are some significant chunks of fans who are not going to come back. You know who got the, one of the loudest pops in that building? Will Osprey? Yeah, maybe this is just well, not from John Carroll. But <laughs> that's, that's another story. Um, yeah. I did see yeah, John there. Just, yeah, uh, us being in deep in the bubble, maybe a lot of people just don't really care about that kind of stuff. I mean, I think people care, but and, and it, it could be just a very noisy but small minority. Right, and, and they have every right to be noisy about it. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not criticizing them. They, yeah. they, they should be talking about it, but. Um, he got one of the loudest pops. Yeah, you want to know? You want to know who else who got a a, a a very loud pop? Pop, but he he was heckled a little bit, which was kind of hilarious. Uh, TJP, very loud pop, very loud pop. 
Hmm. Now that that I'm now this sure might be that, like this just might be. I was going to say I was going to bust on Philly and be like that's what it might be Philly, <laughs> but uh, there were a lot of people that traveled in for these shows. So uh, I think yeah, I mean, I I look, I think I. I I'm I'm pretty confident in saying that uh, you know a lot of the fans that were fans of New Japan were fans of Kenny and Bucks and all that stuff. Um, and there's no reason why you can't like both. I don't understand why you can't like both. The problem is is that one has caught their interest and one has you know electrified them. And 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 I'm going to say it, it's easier to turn on their TV and watch and consume and all that stuff. It is. It just is. New Japan puts on fucking some smashing cards and gets, you know, there's a full roster and things get rocking and rolling. I don't understand why you wouldn't be able to watch both and 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 have Japan, buzz over both. I, a lot of those fans were watching New Japan in the first place because they had a gap in their lives because WWE wasn't doing it for them. That's true. And now AEW's filled that gap. And also you, the, the time difference is a thing as well. Like I, if if AEW was on at a reasonable hour for me, I would be watching it, but it's not, so I don't. And I'm sure that's the case for a lot of Western fans from New Japan. That's true. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I just think that there's ways... Like, if you like something and you're passionate about something, and so, let me... And 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 it's, it's a product that you, like... If that's good that you enjoy, you, you find ways to watch, you know? Like, you don't have to watch yeah. everything live. You wake up in the fucking morning and watch it. I don't, I can't tell you the last time I watched a New Japan Pro Wrestling show live. Well, I mean, a complete show. Like, I'm waking up at four. I wake up, I turn it on when I wake up. You know what I mean? That's, that's how I live my life. Well, People, that's the big challenge for New Japan going forward, isn't it? How much of that fan base can they bring back? Yes. And I think everyone's all like. Here's the thing: everyone points the finger of, well, they got to bring these guys in. It's all about these guys in. Bring these guys in, and that'll and that'll do it. And I don't know if that's the answer. I think it's part of the answer, but I don't think that's the complete answer. Like I no, think they go get their own house in order first. Correct. Thank you. Thank you. That has to occur. Please don't think New Japan that you just bring in these fucking people and everything's hunky dory again. It's not. You've got a lot of shit that you got to fucking clean up before you worry about bringing anybody in. To, to be very truthful. Yeah, definitely agree. I just think, as I as I've said in the last few months, there have been a lot of unforced errors from New Japan, but hopefully they can use things opening up as a, a boost and a little trampoline to to get them back up close to where they were before but they will have to work very hard to try and fix some of those mistakes if they want people to stick around yeah it's uh look as much as we're excited about doors opening and borders opening again and the normal sea returning you know there is there is still questions to uh, yeah, I mean, like if you get a huge sort of co-promoted super show with AEW in a stadium, and you got all the the biggest stars, you know, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Okada Naito, blah blah blah, whatever, sold out, millions of people watching. If you then put Evil in a significant match, and Dick Togo's fucking about with garrots and ref bumps, yep, <laughs> you know that that's unacceptable. It is. It definitely is. All right. Uh, I think we've beaten the G1 to death. 
right? We've squeezed everything we can out of it. We got a final, what, tomorrow? Is it tomorrow? Uh, let me check. It will be, uh, yeah, Thursday, October 21st. All right. So, <laughs> by the time you listen to this, it will be over. Can It'll we just over. do it in case people are listening late? Brilliant G1 Climax final. Uh, Okada does it again. He's on his way to Wrestle Kingdom. Good stuff. Or, New Japan's back in action. Or, amazing that Kota Bushi became four-time G1 champion. And we all knew it. We all knew that was going to happen. So, play whatever one. Play whatever, uh, 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 whatever that bit stunk. Just can we fucking end the show? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, pl- that's, that's plenty from us. Uh, okay. So, redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast if you want to throw some money to show appreciation for the great content we give you every week. Discord link is in the show notes. Uh, if you want to join and, and watch the final live with all the wonderful fans we've got over there at Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash SuperJCast if you want to buy one of our t-shirts. That also helps us out. Uh, as does Editor Dan, who you can find on Twitter at LousyHero219. You can subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling podcast network for the great shows. Uh, give us a five-snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at SuperJCast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>